Hey everyone, Justin Lyons, founder of Blaze, back for another podcast. I have uh, two special guests, two middle schoolers, new to middle school. I've got uh, Miles and I've got Gabe. Gabe, why don't you introduce yourself? Say, uh, what's your name? Your, uh, I don't know, something interesting about you. And then how old were you when you stopped wetting your bed? What the heck? And you told me to be serious. Go, go ahead, Gabe. I'm just kidding on the bedwetting, unless you want to answer that. My name is Gabe. Um, I'm 12, and I stopped when I was, to be honest, five. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, was bedwetting peeing? <laughs> yes. It's... Oh, I thought it was something else. No. I thought it was like a, a wet no. dream. No. <laughs> Gabe, get control of yourself. Okay, uh, Miles, introduce yourself. Hi, Miles. Um, I'm 11. I go to Haven oh. Middle School. I started, I stopped bedwetting when I was about eight. Eight? I think like I still woke up oh, in Oh, yeah, there was an occasion. Puddles. Sure, yeah. yeah. Wait, okay. actually, when I was 10, because remember when I used to sit on that couch and we used to wake up with puddles of pee we? oh we? don't pull me into this <laughs> remember when i used to wake up with a puddle of pee hey uh, for the <sighs> listeners out there i want you to s- take note but, but these two kids are un- unashamed of their bedwetting so if there's any little ones listening which there aren't i want you to know that you have these studly young inspiration middle schoolers as an inspiration that it's okay wet your bed till you're tell us a I don't know in middle school, according to Miles. We don't. We don't. We control it now. We don't do that anymore. Yes, that was. That was I have like a cup yeah. to contain all the pee and then you dry do it not out. have a cup. So I okay, let's pull this back. As you guys can see, we've got a couple of middle schools here, boys at that. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got a lot of questions, and we're gonna go fast. Okay. Yes. And so, um, the very first question I want to ask. Gabe, what makes a great teacher? Workmanship. Miles, what makes a great teacher? They gotta be reasonable. Number one. They also gotta be, they also gotta smell good. They can't be walking around the classroom getting touching you and rubbing your shoulder when they smell so bad. And two, they gotta respect your space. They can't go up to you like, so how's it going? <laughs> Acting like you're my parent. Well, Especially their a, breath. I can't take that. Oh, my uh, God. Coffee so, breath. So co- <laughs> coffee it's breath. It's real. Hear that, teachers out there. I, I'm sorry if this is painful to hear, but I do remember that. Coffee breath was not... Uh, in, when I was a kid, it was coffee plus cigarette breath. It was... Uh, Still is today. Yeah. Yeah. No offense. I used to have a science teacher that just couldn't stop scratching himself in areas that you didn't want to see him scratch himself. Oh, my himself. God. Yeah. It's like Mr. That's not. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, uh, we're gonna cut that out. But rules are you don't say anybody's name on this, okay? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so what makes a good teacher, guys? Um, has to like kids, has to actually know stuff and be nice. I don't. Know. When you guys got into middle school, well, take me back to the first day of middle school. How did it feel going in your first day, Gabe? Um, it was nice, kind of boring. Um, Were you nervous? Yes, because 
Here's a lesson. Middle school is tough. Okay. What makes it tough, Gabe? What do you mean? Um, Just learning new things I've never really learned and like just taking it all in, having at least 10 or 11 classes to memorize things. and Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Miles, please <clears throat> take us back. Um, hmm. When I first got to middle school, I, I was really nervous because I didn't know, like, I started going panic mode, like, do I go, where, am I going to, like, be able to sit with my friends? Where am I going to sit? And then there's all these kids. There's, like, fifth grade times five. I, yeah. There's about 900. Well, say, yeah, 900 kids. Okay. And... Uh, there, um, I was very nervous and just, like, having to find each classroom and, like, memorizing the number. What were you really nervous about? You weren't nervous about numbers of rooms. What were you really nervous about your first day, guys? Meeting new people. Okay. I think um, just, like, first impressions to people. Yeah. Like, what my teachers would think of me when I first got there. And, like, try not to goof around because I'm seeing my friends too much. Just what people thought. Was there any fear that you would go into this new school and struggle to find a good friend? Yes. Mm, kind of, because there was so many people, I feel like, at first, yes, because uh, everybody had their group. But I feel like it wouldn't be too hard because, you know, there's going to be like that one kid who's not talking at all. So we got that chance. Yeah, like he, yeah, like Miles said, there's like everyone has their own group. Like, like we're in a group with like a few other people. And like um, recently, me, Miles, and a few other kids have made friends with a kid who just. But did he transfer? Uh, he moved because he wanted a bigger house. He was at a CPS school. Yeah, he about like moved three days ago to Haven, and his name is just like my dad. And um, honestly, he's made a lot of friends since day. I'll say about day two or three. Yeah. Have you observed any changes in classmates that you knew last year in fifth grade? Now that you see them. In middle school, in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. My, I wasn't friends with him, but um, last year he seemed like the bright like kid who always like was wearing short sleeves, shorts, wearing a hat, always so happy, and just like seemed like the kid that was like oh always energetic, you know. And this year. I see him start wearing a hood. Pants seem like they're down, kind of saggy. Always seems like he doesn't care what he wears. Kind of seems depressed, you know? So, like, I don't know what's happened there, but I think it's either, like, he's scared of the big school or thinks it's cool. I don't know. He's always seems sad, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've had at least two people I've known, like, um, I'm not going to say names, of course, but 
uh, one of these friends. He was always happy, always had a positive attitude, always liked to like get people in the right mood. And sometimes people would make fun of him for it, and it didn't really make him feel good. So essentially, he just stopped. I mean, he would, he would try to be happy, but a lot of the time he would, you know, sometimes like emotionally break down. And the other person, uh, like I loved how he, like he wouldn't care what he wore. Like, like he loved to wear like the same jacket every day he he liked to paint his nails and like sometimes like I think one time he did something to his hair I'm not really sure but like I kind of liked how he wasn't afraid to like show himself about and like, that was in fifth grade that he was th this way no actually that was in third and can like continuing okay, but, but when, third to fifth grade but now that he's in sixth grade you're seeing something different yeah he's you know stopped doing that tried his best to you know fit in with a lot of the crowd and not because um back around fourth or third grade a lot of people judged him for it because like a lot of people people would say some words i thought were pretty sexist like only girls wear nail polish or like, like the one time he did something to his hair, you're not a girl. Stop doing these things. And it really. But he held firm throughout elementary school. But you're seeing something changing. Do yeah. you think he just made that decision because he wanted to, or do you think do you feel like there's he's losing himself a little bit? Well, honestly, I feel like it's both. Like on one hand, I feel like he just doesn't really want to do it anymore but also like he doesn't like like he I feel like he has the urge to try because like I always see him thinking about it but like a lot of the time he I'm assuming like he thinks that he's gonna be rid ridiculed if like he comes to school wearing you know nail polish or like something like that so let's Maz let's talk about that what what, what is it about entering middle school that um, you observe that kids just start to lose themselves a little bit and 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 then tell me what what that means what does it mean to to lose yourself hmm, I think what what was the question again when they lose themselves yeah like like people you've known like how like they have some sort of method to being like super like like being super in their own way and then yeah they just were stopping. just they were them in fifth grade they were authentic you, you know they were real and then they they, they were who they were and then now that you're observing them in sixth grade you're seeing something different you've talked a lot about this with me and you've observed a lot of different people now that you're in sixth grade where you've where you've noticed that so my question is why do you think that that happens? Um, I think it happens because they just, I don't know. I feel like they start the year strong, but the more the year goes, the more they fade because they know what to expect after a while. And so they just, um. So there was a 
brief pause in the recording at this point because uh, Miles was struggling to find his thoughts. And it's funny when you listen back on a raw recording, as a parent, you see that in retrospect, you didn't quite have the patience that perhaps your child deserved. And uh, it's a lesson I learn a lot when I record with my children, that when I go back, I realize that my frustrations or um, stress or perception of things is often not necessarily reality. It's more a reflection of my own stress that is uh, a little too tense in the situation rather than letting kids be kids and, and articulate themselves. So um, I wanted to share that because I thought that that was a real light bulb moment for me as a parent. And so we continued the recording, but we had turned the cameras off and I'm in the distance and Gabe's in the distance and uh, we sort of reset and I feel like the kids had some really good things to say and we'll uh, tune you back in. Thanks. Because like, you know what the, the kids expect, like what these kids are going to like. So they start acting, dressing that way because they're, that's what other kids like. It's like trying to impress a girl, but not. Yeah, they lose themselves. But they do. You know, I, I, what I was trying to get out of you guys, uh, it's just, you're two really smart kids that are very authentic and you know who you are. And I know you're very perceptive and you notice when other kids aren't being who they really are. So what I was trying to get at was, like, what what is this? What's going on? Like, what why why are kids why are kids like what is it about going from fifth grade? Is it because they really never did know themselves, but you can kind of get away with it because people aren't as judgmental in fifth grade, and then you get to middle school, it's a whole different game, and then they just don't have a foundation, and they just sort of. I think it's because they have a new beginning. It's still recording, so why don't you... I think it's because they have... It's like if you were going to restart your life, you know? But because you're meeting so many new people, and it's the summer, and everybody doesn't remember from last year, you know? And so they they just see, what will these people like? So they like go through a portal and change because... They think that's how they're going to be happy throughout the year. But aren't some of them changing? Are these changes usually for the good or the worst? I mean... Mostly for the, like, in my opinion, I think it's for both. Because, like, you know, like, if they want to stop, then it's for the good. But, like, if they, like, really want to, if, like, the bad would really be, like, if they've had, like, emotional... I think it's a lot because of... I think it's a lot for the worst, and sometimes it could be because of what's going on at home. And, like, they don't have a parent that's consistent, or if they have a parent that's putting in bad behavior in front of them, they're going to, like, adapt to that lifestyle, and they're not going to have a foundation at home that pushes them to be their best. So they're just going to not be their best. And, I mean, at Kingsley, you see the same, but I feel like now that they're going into Haven, it's like... It's like a new beginning, and so... Well, it's more like the wild, wild west, and 
and there's so many people, and it's less focused on you. And do you see do you see smart kids that are typically really smart and focused and disciplined becoming less so? Yeah, because I just think they're I well, okay they're meeting other kids who are who've been that way, and they see they seem happy. They seem so. What is the appeal? Why? Why is that cool? Why is being uh, cursing, um, you know, like being on your phone, just being all the things that aren't really going to set you up for a successful future? Why is that so appealing to a young person? Because it makes them feel cool. It's just I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how I got here, but it's act, having an accent, cursing, always wearing hoods up, saggy pants. That makes people think it's that's cool. And then why do you want? Why do people want to feel cool? People want to feel cool because they because it's makes them feel popular and it makes them feel like they'll fit in more into the group. Like honestly, and so what's the opposite of being popular and cool and fitting in? Just and being, being yourself. yourself. No, but what's the opposite of like being a part of something? Not being a part of something. So do you think that maybe it's that fear, right? Like you guys said at the beginning of this podcast mm -hmm. that one of your biggest fears was that you would go there and not meet somebody, right? We all have that fear. I had that fear. I had it bad. And I, and I behaved in ways that I regret to fit in and be a part of something because I was so utterly terrified of like being the one that was left out walking around without a friend. It's a terrifying prospect, right? Mm. So what? why are there kids like you guys that will be okay with like, you know what, if I go to a lunch table and sit with one person, that's cool. But you have these other people that it's like, a, like, like they're in this mode of like desperation, like I got to fit in, I got to feel cool, I got to be a part of something. Like what, what's the difference? Uh, I guess sometimes you got to know what it's like to realize like, it's like, you know, in that beautiful boy movie, he knew what it felt like in the end to have consumed all those drugs and then feel terrible. And he knew... I don't want that. Sometimes you, sometimes I feel like I try to fit in, but. So did you, you, would you say you lost yourself a little bit at the beginning of the year momentarily? I feel like I did, but then like, I was like. What were like, you doing? I was probably. What were some of the things you were doing differently to be cool? Maybe not hanging out with my real friends or. Uh, did you have a hat on? Had, I had a hat on. How'd you start wearing your hat? Backwards. I, I started wearing a hood on sometimes. And then I was like, because then in the end, I was like, oh. I, I started to like like run, jump, and like smack the top of like the door part, that little part. Because like, like some of the kids, there's like a little crease so like they can jump up and hang on to it. And that's what... People try to do, but really, I don't like hanging on to it because I could always swing into someone, so I just hit it. But then I realized, like, I could still hurt someone, like, on like if I landed on like their toe. So why do you, that's a small example, but it's like symbolic of the whole. Why do you think you did it in the first place? Well, would you have done it if nobody was around? Yeah, because well, like a lot of the time, I just did it like. You know, to feel, like, because, like, the thing is, is, like, when, like, I, like, make a shot in basketball, um, honestly, like, um, the group of friends were in, they, they do 
treat us nice, but like whenever like me and Miles like make a shot when we play basketball at recess, it's just always like like high fives and just like a lot of appreciation for the day and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of times when you feel what it I think it's a lot of times when you feel what it's like to have people in like you, feel that power. It's like, you know, it's like everybody's treating me nice, but once I make a shot and I make more, I'm feeling very good. Or like once you make a joke that's inappropriate, but you get a lot of laughs. Yeah. And that happens a lot with my friends, you know, but then it always ends bad. And some people let themselves be the one that's made fun of and purposely act a certain way to so people laugh at them. Oh, like a class talk? Yeah. And like, and then like, and then, but when they're not doing it, they're just, they're just feeling like the average kid. Or maybe sometimes, especially in sports, you feel so good, but what if you make a mistake? What happens next? They yell at you, they call you trash. And I see that a lot at, start to lose I see that a lot at feeder. Even when I don't make a shot, I just get talked down to. So Yeah, like a lot of kids at school, like when we played basketball, they would they would always say like like whenever we played basketball, they would always say like, Oh, you suck at basketball. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're trash. You're nothing. Like it would it would hurt your feelings like emotionally a lot and it was kind of annoying because, like, whenever they missed a shot, they would always do a joke that would go, like, see, what happened was, or, like, something where, like, they wouldn't, they would just, like, say the reason, like, uh, that was a pass or it slipped. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you think kids are mean to each other? Well, I feel like sometimes they make a joke, but when someone reacts the way they don't want to, they don't know how to react back to it, so they keep making that joke. It's like, if like this one kid, I'm not going to name his name, let's say you miss a shot. Oh, he was doing this to a kid earlier today, because oh, yeah. my friend, we were at lunch, he made uh, another kid, who I really like, he made him fall in football, but he's a really good football player, so it was surprising. And so this one kid kept saying, he made... He stiff-armed you and made you fall, and he wouldn't stop. And when he finally got a reaction that was negative to him, how, how the kid didn't like it, he couldn't take that. He couldn't stop. So he kept going because he didn't know how to react to that. He didn't know how to say sorry or stop. And I felt really bad to the for the kid because he's a really kind kid. The kid who stiff-armed? Yeah, and I don't – and, like, he wouldn't stop because he doesn't know how to react or be rejected, so he won't stop. You know what I'm saying? He can dish it out, but he can't. But he can't. But he can't stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Um. There was this one time where, like, sometimes they like uh, this kid I know. I'm not gonna say his name, but like, uh, one day I brought my cello, and he, and I was standing oh. behind it, and he made some comments comments that really offended me and got me really mad and he said it all day and he would tell other people and and like yell it in the hallway as well and like the teachers would be so confused and stuff that's the same kid who was mean to the that's the same kid who was mean to the kid who got stiff armed so so yeah is there any temptation or thoughts in your head that ever say 
you know, maybe I should just change who I am so I don't have to deal with this anymore? Well, no, but, like, honestly, I just got really annoyed with it. And, like, I kept, like, literally I got to the point where I was screaming in his face to stop. But he wouldn't stop. He just kept going. And then, finally, the thing that made him stop was when he said it one more time really loud in the hallway when we were all at our lockers. I grabbed my stuff, slammed the locker door, head to my class without talking. And then the next day... Like, he does this weird thing, like, if you do something that offends him, he won't talk to you for, like, the whole day. Then the next day, he talks to you, and it's all good again. Like, I, me and Miles really don't understand it because it's it's kind of unfair how he thinks he can just, you know, what do you think abuse, the, what do you like, think people. Of, what do you like, think the future of a kid like that looks like, Miles? I think it's just going to be sad because he's pushing away all the people who want to hang out with him, and he's going to have no friends. And then it, they're eventually not going to want to hang out with Is him. Is he focused on studies and, and carving a future for himself? No, he's focusing on uh, how he can make other people hurt. And Or at least how he can make himself feel think, more cool. Where do you think that starts? Was he born that way? No, no. I think it just comes from... I think it just comes from, like, some, like, experience in life. Like, I always think, like, a, like every kid who's always, like, a bully or, like, some interpretation of, like, bullying, like, they all have, like, a backstory to why they are bullied. Usually it's because they don't get enough attention or, like, something's happening in the family that can really mess them up. Honestly, he, like, we like him as a friend because a lot of the time he, he's actually been better about trying to stop it. But, like, with the incident today, like Miles said, I mean, it's kind of tough. But, like, there was also moments where he felt like he necessarily couldn't go on with life, meaning, like, he wanted to... Like, he was pointing to the suicidal point. He shared that with you. Oh, I already told a teacher. That's fine. Anyways. Something's happening where kids of your age are suffering from inner turmoil at a higher rate than they ever have in history. But schools really haven't changed. And the bullying exists. And... So it's, it's sad, but um, you, you two are uh, shining lights. And uh, all I would say is, as I say to Miles all the time, Gabe, is be true to who you are, stick with each other, always be honest, have each other's back, forgive each other. Um, be, one of, be that person that accepts people's flaws and don't ever let your own insecurities make you mistreat somebody else. It's have the, have the humility and the courage to say, okay, yeah, I'm not perfect. Well, you know? that's what I like about, oh yeah, the new kid that I told, we talked about. Yeah. Like he came off the bat in class trying to answer each question when he didn't even learn this stuff that we've been learning for the past month and or two. And it's pray, the 13th week of school. You hope and pray he keeps that and, and uh, the, the others that, that want to ridicule him or 
or you know they wish they were like that because they're not they want to cut him down so he's not like that you know you hope that they don't take that light from him you know no whenever there's a new kid like i remember when i was a new kid a lot of people were nice and then there was always those like second or third grade kids i'm not gonna name their names but they would they were really mean to me like one of them like we play like a game of duck duck goose but the so they were older than kindergarten they were like in first and second i was in kindergarten and like they would always love to make fun of me like they like the one of the girls in the group she'd go like she she would always like i like you as a friend i like you as a friend i like you as a friend and then like when she got to me she'd say like I don't like you, you're ugly, and then goes on to the next person and keeps doing it. And then one day, um, I decide to say hi. She just, like, kind of snarls at me and looks at me like, I'm not friends with you. Why are you waving to me? That's really sad. And all I can say is... They did it, like, throughout the All I can say is you would hope that the kids that are listening to that and witnessing it, now that's a young age to expect that, would have the courage to say that's not right. You know, and then I think that that's the, that's the expectation that we have to have of ourselves. Because even as adults, it happens where somebody mistreats somebody and we stay silent because, well, we don't want to put ourselves out there on the pedestal, you know? So we just stay silent, but we have to have the courage to defend those that, that are not able to defend themselves. Um, but we got to wrap up because you, your mom may have been sending out a police search party. All right, uh, everyone, this was an un, uh, unusual uh, way to end the podcast with one mic, uh, all of us talking into it. But thanks, guys. Uh, Give me one last piece. <laughs>